triune God flowing his life, which brings that joy the college students were just singing about. And uh, that flowing life circulates uh, from member to member, just like the circulation in our own physical bodies, each member being dependent on that uh, flow of life. I want to emphasize how the God's Word and the triune God view you and I. Uh, how we should view ourselves. Because you know what? If we're not clear, if we are not clear, our job will define us. Culture will define us. Uh, our associates will define us. Uh, politicians will def- define us. Um, but we need to get the definition of who we are and our purpose and direction from God. Let's go back to the beginning. Genesis one twenty six, and see um, the big picture. In Genesis one twenty six, the word says, "God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion." You know that really should encourage us. That the triune God said. Let us make man in our image. So you and I are made in the image of God. And the word says, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. You know, when you have something that is made uh, in an image and in a likeness, uh, you're already seeing what the, the purpose is. For example, one of my favorite illustrations, certainly not original with me, is the glove. When you see a glove, it is made in an image, in a likeness, and instantaneously we know the purpose of that glove because it's, it's an image, it's a likeness. But you know, that glove is, is just dead and lifeless until it is filled. That helps me a lot to see what is going on here in the very first page of the Bible that uh, we are made in the likeness, in the image of God. And uh, we are not complete until God becomes our content, until God fills us. You know, you can take um, a glove and fill it with all kinds of things. Some of those things are uh, maybe bad. Some of them may be good. But uh, none of them were what it's made for except the hand and when you um, put uh, your hand in the glove it uh, starts to have uh, as one philosopher said it's raison d'etre I think that's uh, uh, means it's reason for living it's purpose for living and you know what happens then when uh, your little pinky moves the pinky in the glove moves when your thumb moves, 
the thumb and the glove moves. So that living content of our hand fulfills the purpose of uh, the lifeless, limp glove. And, um, of course, our purpose is to be filled with divine life, unlike any other creature, any other creature that God made, no matter how cute, how flexible, how beautiful, how big, whatever, we are uniquely made to contain God's life. Uh, you know the very familiar verse, John 3.16, how does it end? All God went through so that we would have eternal life. Or as the King James says, everlasting life. But this is not just a quantity of life. It is a quality of life. It is a type of life. And uh, the word, the original word there is zoe. It uh, is uniquely the life of God. And it's just as different from human life as bird life is from plant life. We were made to contain God's life. And um, Romans 9.23 defines us as a vessel. Same concept, just a container. A vessel is just made to contain something. And it says that we are vessels prepared unto glory. Um, in Ecclesiastes 3.11, uh, defines us as having um, been the recipients of God putting eternity in our hearts so we have a longing, a, uh, a destiny that is far greater than any other wonderful thing God put in his universe. We uniquely were made in his likeness, in his image, for a very particular purpose, to contain his life, receive his life enjoy his life and it's not just a one-time thing that we do when we're first open to the lord first open to christ to be our savior um, this is a, a flowing kind of experience we can experience a continual expansion of our capacity and a continual receiving of more of the joy of the lord uh, every day we should get up and apply Deuteronomy thirty nineteen, where the Lord says, I've set before you, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. Aren't you glad that the Lord gave us a will? And a will is just for choosing. Uh, it's Perhaps the most powerful thing you have, our most powerful, powerful possession, is our will, because there's where we choose. And in the passage I just read from Deuteronomy, it's it's we have the ability to choose between drastically different choices. And it's I highly recommend that uh, we do this every morning. Um, partner and colleague here, Doug Apple, was telling me how he starts the morning, every morning, just uh, opening to the Lord, checking in, acknowledging He is Lord. Um, we should view our life um, as made up of little units. Just as when you look at a brick house, it got to be a brick house one brick at a time. 
Now, what are the building blocks of your human life? I want you to think about that just a minute. It's not uh, years. It's not months. It's not weeks. I think you'll find consistently throughout the Scripture, the Lord allocates to us our human life in units that we call days. Didn't the Lord Jesus tell his followers as he was departing physically, I will be with you all the days. So we should view every day as a gift from God. It may be our last one. We don't know. We don't have the control. But we do have the control at the beginning of that day, that gift, to choose life, to choose God, to choose that he is going to be our content. If you um, want to jot down a few verses to dig into this, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.16 talks about day by day. Psalm 68.19 again says day by day. Proverbs uh, 4.18 says brighter and brighter. This should be our experience. We're, we're not a bulb that's dimming. We should be increasingly bright because the oil of the Spirit is what causes the lamp to burn brighter. Uh, Isaiah 50 verse 4 talks about morning by morning. 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about glory to glory. You can just picture a staircase where we want to take constant steps, increasing the glory of God in us. Glory is just God expressed. When the more we see God, the more we see his glory, his expression. Psalm 84.7 talks about strength to strength. John 1.16 talks about grace upon grace. Isaiah 28.13 says, here a little, there a little. 1 Corinthians 14.31, one by one. And something else I believe the Lord wants to recover in our daily living is Acts 20, verse 20. Also in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, house to house. You remember in Acts chapter 2, it talks about the early believers, our predecessors, those following the resurrected Christ, met day by day. Uh, it doesn't say week by week. It says day by day. And it, they met house to house. Now, there's certainly no, nothing magic about being under the roof of a house versus being under some other kind of roof. But I think it just shows that our place of living should be also a part of our Christian experience, a part of our uh, enjoying the Lord, a part of our circulating uh, the divine life within the body of Christ. It should be a way where our neighbors can touch something of the Lord, where we can have fellow believers in to go deeper and deeper in our experience and enjoyment of the Lord. I hope this is coming through, that we would view our human life uh, in terms of days and treasure each day as a brand new start with the Lord. Treasure each day. Uh, it, it could all, it's just a gift. 
And we can start each day by giving it back to the Lord. Lord, I want this day to be a day that I know you more. I go deeper into you. You go deeper into me. We have uh, more genuine, transparent fellowship. I can love you more at the end of this day. And we just give every day to the Lord as a, as a, as a gift, as a thank you, because he's given it to us. And we want every day to be meaningful and uh, be an increase of d- the divine life in us. Well, we're going to be back in just a minute to meet um, another one of our fellow believers who's going on with the Lord. We hope to uh, get a dear member of the body of Christ to share her experience, and we can listen and enjoy and learn and uh, just uh, have some what the Bible calls fellowship with one another. Doug Apple will bring us right back. If we have grown together with him in the likeness of his death, indeed we will also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans chapter 6 verse 5. The phrase grown together here denotes an organic union in which growth takes place, so that one partakes of the life and characteristics of the other. In the organic union with Christ, whatever Christ passed through has become our history. His death and resurrection are now ours because we are in Him and are organically joined to Him. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. Hi, my name is Danielle and I'm an educational psychologist I recently moved from Los Angeles to Tallahassee with my husband, not knowing anybody here and leaving my family in Los Angeles. But praise the Lord, I have a family here in the church. I've really enjoyed meeting in the homes with believers like in Acts 2.46, and day by day continuing steadfastly with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they partook of their food with exaltation and simplicity of heart. If you're interested, please call 850-692-9558. Hi, my name is Penny, and one of the highlights of my week is getting together with other ladies in the Tallahassee area to pray. And if this is something you would be interested in, you're welcome to join us for prayer. It's every week here in Tallahassee. Just leave a message at 850-692-9558. We look forward to hearing from you. so we can do the easy part of just uh, enjoying the Lord and uh, enjoying one another. We have another special guest here today on our fellowship time, our dear sister Emily Moore. Welcome, Emily. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Emily, we've got a lot to talk about, but I always like to first of all get uh, acquainted with our guest and uh, our fellow believers and hear about your uh, journey and 
Um, we can uh, enjoy the journey you've been on with the Lord and learn from it. So uh, give us the short version, if you would, of your life story. Would you do that? Uh, the short version then would be is uh, I was born in a little town called Clyatteville, Georgia, which uh, situates um, wild adventures these days. Um, and I was baptized there in the AME Church. Uh, African Method Episcopal Church at, at age 13. So I've, and I've always been a member of the church. My family has always uh, worshiped, and we come out of the, the African Methodist Episcopal tradition. But from a child, I had a special love for spiritual things, and, and I had some gifts and talents that, uh, including singing, which would just take me into the presence of the Lord. And so I've had a, a special kind of intimacy with the Lord my entire life. It just is a part of my life. Um, by profession, I am an attorney, uh, a union lawyer to be exact, with for the Florida Education Association. Um, and I've just traveled this journey um, with many challenges in the year, over the years, but always with the knowledge that the Lord was with me. Well, Emmy, you you shared two things in that already that stuck out to me. One is uh, singing brought you into the enjoyment and the presence of the Lord. And, and then still the does. <laughs> and the challenges. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about uh, both, but let's start with the, the singing. Uh, there's a verse, I wish I could remember the location. Uh, one of my many weaknesses is not remembering the address of verses, but it talks about uh, singing to the Lord. And as you already for yeah. he has done marvelous things. <laughs> and it's it's amazing to me that the Lord would like us to sing to him. Yes. And I so enjoy it. Even <laughs> at, at the office. I I'm the I'm the songstress at the office within our legal services department there. And oftentimes when something happens at work, I just burst into song because it just comes out. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Well, <laughs> Well, the Lord seems to, uh, based on His Word, enjoy us uh, singing. And for people yeah. like me, I was glad that the Spirit put into the Word uh, that it was make a joyful make a noise. Yes. I I'm in the noise category. <laughs> so well, so some members have the, the Lord's heart anyway. <laughs> some members have the real gift of music, and others of us, you know, can make a noise. But it seems like it just brings a smile to the Lord. He enjoys us, us serenading, singing to Him. And, and it's healing for us. It is, it is yes. A, it is a means of communicating and communing with the Holy Spirit that ministers healing, not only to the people listening, but to the person, as as one of the scriptures says, the, the, the hose gets watered that mm -hmm. gives the water. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it is a blessing, a blessed gift to have. Well, it's it sounds like um, when we're doing that, the joy is mutual. Yes. And yes. Um, I've shared uh, with our listeners and recently the difference between happiness, which is situational, but joy is is uh, not conditional. It's uh, it's much much deeper. Indeed. And, <laughs> and, uh, and often our friends think we're a little crazy. <laughs> and you mentioned that you know in your challenges you had um, 
found uh, it sounds like maybe the difference, you know. Indeed, because I, I have uh, um, I learned about ten years ago that I had uh, have a congenital condition called keratoconus, apparently that my great grandmother had, and no one really knew why she went blind. Um, and she had she she died before I was born, so I never got a chance to know her. But um, in dis- in my discovery of what was going on, as I was losing my sight, I um, discovered yes, the grandmother had some condition. She went blind later in life, and I've got this condition because they they determined that it ha- it is par- apparently congenital. But during the course of that trial, where I'm a single working professional, I've got to support myself. I really, I can't see. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I had to trust the Lord during those times and depend on friends uh, who are invaluable. But during the course of that trial, over about a five-year period, I had two cornea transplants. So I am able to uh, see, not at night so well, because I don't do the night driving anymore, but thank God for someone who donated corneas, and I'm able to, to, to the Lord used that to restore my vision. Wow. So, so that I'm able to continue to work and function and serve and sing. <laughs> well, Emily, one of your one of your challenges uh, had to be if you were raised in South Georgia, not too many African American females were uh, uh, lawyers around you. I doubt. So, weren't you blazing some trails? Here? Growing up, indeed, yes, I was. In fact, I uh, th- thankfully am known as within the Virgil Hawkins Bar Association, which is a local uh, state bar association uh, dedicated to uh, uh, empowering and, and educating uh, African-American attorneys. But I am recognized as a trailblazer within the Florida chapter of the organization uh, for having also been the first general counsel of the Department of Elder Affairs. Um, that was, as some of the our listeners may recall, a kind of a campaign promise that Governor Childs made back in the 90s, uh, that if he were ever to be elected governor, he would create this department. And again, a testimony, uh, because as I was working on the Childs campaign and I heard him say this, I didn't realize that prayer is just talking to God. And hmm. I just said... Oh, my God, I would love to work there. Really? And that was all I did <laughs> with regard to uh, pursuing that, that position. I continued on doing work that I was doing for some other state agencies at the time and uh, was assigned a housing Project with the Division of Hotels and Restaurants back then, uh, senior housing problems, and we were having disastrous and and difficulty with people getting in and out of them because they were not built to accommodate people as they as they age and become impaired and so in the course of working with the um, division of hotels and restaurants with some of these elder residential housing i met a woman who was going to be a division director at this newly created agency and in the course of my work she liked my presentations and she said well well wouldn't you like to work at the department of elder affairs 
And I remembered what I had said <laughs> some months ago, and I said, yes, I certainly would. I had, I had actually just said that one, once upon hearing the governor's campaign promise. And from that, I got an opportunity to meet the governor's general counsel and uh, the governor himself, and then the secretary of the agency at that time, Bentley Lipscomb, who decided I would do just fine. So I became the agency's first general counsel and its longest-serving general counsel. I was there six years. Wow. That's, that's a work of God. That's quite also. a journey. <laughs> Indeed. Quite a journey Indeed. from a little place in South Georgia, huh? <laughs> from Clyettville. <laughs> Clyettville? <laughs> from Clyettville. To, I, haven't, I haven't gone too far geographically. It's only about an hour and a half drive from here. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the Lord has taken me around the world, and I have done some some world travels: Germany, France, um, England, and and of course Canada. Uh, and as you were mentioning earlier, of raison d'être, I, I also was a double major in English literature and French. And well, maybe I, you can help me remember where, where that quote comes from. <laughs> I don't remember where it comes from, but I do know that it means reason for being. <laughs> I used to have a, a, a Canadian friend, and he would roll the R's. You know, yes. He would say, raison d'etre. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, uh, you know, we all need a, a, a bigger reason. Yes, and Jesus reason. is the reason. Because if we just kind of get on the American treadmill of, uh, you know, get an education, we're not against that. You know, get a job, we're not against that. Um, we can just uh, be more and more occupied Indeed. and uh, forget the big picture. But I've found that with my Bachelor of Arts degree and, you know, the education, the Juris Doctorate Law School here at, at FSU Law School, and, and I've been a practicing attorney since 1983, but the more I study, and I love to read, and it's why I thank God so much for restoring my eyesight, but the more I read and the more I, I study, the more I want to get into the Word. The more I study the Bible, the more I read resources and books written by religious leaders, cur- current day and, and, and older as well. Um, but there is no substitute for the the intimacy that we get in reading the Word of God. And, and, and songs just come to me out of the Word. Hmm. As I read. Well, I'm going to give you, uh, Emily, a, a gift certificate for my favorite study Bible. I know you've got probably multiple Bibles on your shelf. Uh, I think this one belongs in your collection. Oh, it helps me a lot. Uh, it's very, very accurately translated. has um, uh, just great footnotes that help me so much. And every book of the Bible, it starts with an outline to show you uh, where it's going and the big picture and that outline continues as you go through it, which uh, helps you, uh, again, stay uh, on track with the author's purpose. So Mm -hmm. uh, my friends at Bibles for America will send you one absolutely free. I would love it. And you just tell them where to send it and postage will be paid. Um, Thank you. I'm, it's called I the recovery version, it. but it has nothing oh. to do with recovery from alcohol or drugs. Yes. It's about recovering truths that maybe have been over, overlooked, uh, misinterpreted, misunderstood. And so it gets the, 
That's where it gets the name recovery version yes. from. Yes, I now, will enjoy it. Thank well, you. You're so very much. welcome. Um, you mentioned uh, learning and your passion for learning and growing, and um, which reminds me that our mutual friends and brothers and sisters from TCCTC are the ones that connected us together yes, and I'm sent secretary. you over here. <laughs> I'm secretary of the board of directors. Well, how did the, you get connected with? Um, in the Late 90s, I think it was. In fact, I've been affiliated with the board since 1999 as a member. But in the late 90s, I was a struggling Christian woman facing divorce. And I needed, in, the, in, in many ways, I needed direction that I wasn't receiving in the church, and I didn't feel welcomed or as accepted as I had hoped in the church. The church has its issues. Um, but a, a wonderful woman uh, told me that she had received much of her deliverance in going through divorce and just studying. And so I began to look at other things, other ways to, to um, fill my time and not lapse into depression as I dealt with the 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 concerns I had of being a Christian woman and how how did how did I get here and and how am I going to be received? But at any rate, um, I believe it was um, Dr. Bob Schutz. I, I heard about a class that he was teaching and where it was going to be. It was the Center for Biblical Studies at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read about it, and uh, I, I was a friend of Angela Poole, and she was Angela Moss Poole, a CPA here in town at the time. And she was a member of the board already and, and friends with Joanne Arnett, who's our president. And they got me together with, uh, with the, the Center for Biblical Studies at the time, and I decided to take this course on recovering from divorce that was being taught in a Christian environment, a Christian non-denominational environment, by a psychologist, Dr. Bob Schutz, at the Center for Biblical Studies. And taking that, I've received such tremendous deliverance and peace that I've never been able to leave the place. I have Mm. taken many courses, two or three on divorce recovery, dealing with losses, death, death, divorce, debt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of those things. But... um, it began just with me healing from divorce and and the and being in that environment where i it, there was no judgment there was no church doctrine or uh no one way to believe it was just the bible and and a wonderful sister told me that uh as cuz i'm struggling with i'm going to be divorced god hates divorce and she said but god doesn't hate you mm. And I have kept that with whatever I go through in life, no matter what it is, God still loves me. Amen. So. Amen. Well, you know, I think you've pointed out that TCCTC is a local 
a treasure and a resource. Indeed. And if you know, it's not just for those that want to go to college or go back to college. Because I have, <laughs> I had no desire for another degree at the time, and with all the classes that I've taken, I've never really sought any kind of certification. It is for personal development and to help me in my life and work. Yes, and I think the president Joanne Arnett has said, you know, view us as a buffet. Yes, you can just go down and pick <laughs> Take uh, as, as much or as what, little as you yes, like. Yes, just pick <laughs> pick what uh, appeals to you and in the present moment. And it's, and it sounds like you've uh, gone through several times and taken courses that just met your need at that particular time. The, indeed, that was one of them. Theophastic ministry, the the prayer ministry of healing, has been another that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and learning not only to pray for myself for for healing and comfort and and the Lord has a way of when we pray really bringing people to us to meet to meet our needs um, but through the theophastic prayer ministry also healing ministry i learned to pray with others for their healing and for what they have need of and you find that your subconscious the holy spirit does speak to you as you pray for others about what they need and what's going on with them well it sounds like you've addressed another uh aspect, Emily, of TCCTC that uh, it can equip and even increase the uh, genuine confidence of a believer Indeed. to uh, help others. Indeed. And uh, and, it, and you don't have to be, a, you know, an ordained minister and uh, just... We believe at, at TCCTC that every believer, every born-again believer is in full-time ministry no matter what they do. I wish you would uh, say that a few more times and expand on it and repeat it because, you know, <laughs> the system, I think, that um, uh, many folks get involved in uh, can encourage passivity. Indeed. And we can't compartmentalize our lives. And that's so often what we do because, yes, I'm a lawyer and I'm a singer, but I'm just not those things. Um the Emily Moore that I am loves and cares for people. And so I serve. I may not be able to witness to my clients outright, but I believe by virtue of my service as an attorney and doing the best job that I can as if I'm working for God himself, mm-hmm. as I want to please him in doing that work, I minister to people in my daily work. You sure do. I, I, I was sharing uh, earlier in the program about uh, us being uh, vessels of mercy. Yes. But unto uh, glory. <laughs> Quite a contrast. <laughs> mercy just says, yes. you know, there's just nothing deserving. Indeed. But, but God reaches us as a vessel. He may have to pick us up out of the mud and uh, cleanse us, wash us, prepare us. But uh, that same verse that says we're vessels of mercy says we were prepared unto glory. Yes. Which is just God expressed. So, Emily, I believe when you go into, uh, where's your, I guess it's downtown. It's downtown. When you go into that office, you are carrying a God. The anointing of God. You're a a vessel. You're a container. Yes. And uh, God then has a way to go into that location. Uh, when it's appropriate, God has a way to speak. He does. Um, 
and sometimes it's not appropriate to speak, but you uh, you can smile. Or you can uh, hum a tune at the uh, a coffee pot Indeed. or something. Indeed, <laughs> and it makes all the difference it in sure setting does. the atmosphere. Um, the main um, need of the universe is for God to be expressed. Yes. And as you said, you know, the Bible helps us so much to know God, understand God, relate to God. But this, you know, God just didn't send us um, a message. Indeed. Uh, I've been he enjoying. Gave us a body. Yes, and uh, he even came in a body. Yes. First uh, John, excuse me, John chapter one, the Gospel of John says, "The Word, the Logos, the Eternal Logos became, became flesh." flesh. So I'm so appreciative that God just didn't send us some instructions yes. or a messenger. He came. And because we needed to be able to. Because we need to be touched. Yes. We need to be touched. And that's in the work of, in my work as an attorney, I think the the thing that matters the most in serving people is that we touch them Mm. and we make a difference in their lives. It's not always so important to people that they win, but that they be heard. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that the comfort that people will will convey that they have received even when things didn't go the way they would have hoped but that they've been heard and somebody was on their side Mm -hmm. they had an advocate Mm. so you have a chance in in your very secular work in my very express god yes (laughs) to be his hands his voice yes you are his ambassador yes yes. his representative Very much so. Very much so. You're a vessel of mercy. Well, this is very practical, Emily, and we're going to take a short break, and our our partner here, Doug Apple, will bring us back very, very briefly. So stay tuned, dear listeners. We'll be right back. Just as in one body, we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. We are one body in Christ, having an organic union with Him. This union makes us one in life with Him and with all the other members of His body. The body is not an organization or a society, but is altogether an organism produced by the union in life that we have with Christ. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. Hi, my name is Penny, and I meet with the church in Tallahassee. In Ezekiel 44, there's a unique phrase that says, You shall come near to me to minister to me. And it also says that the basis for the ministry to the Lord, the basic requirement for ministering to the Lord, is to draw near to the Lord. That no one can minister to Him without drawing near to Him. No one can minister to the Lord without approaching Him in prayer. Spiritual power is not the power of preaching, but the power of praying. 
How much you pray indicates how much inner strength you really possess. No spiritual matter requires more strength than prayer. If you would like to pray with a group in your neighborhood of twos or threes and pray with us, 850-692-9558. We meet in small groups for prayer all over Tallahassee, and we welcome you. 850-692-9558. fellowship with our dear sister Emily Moore, who has been involved uh, with Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Emily, it sounds like a couple decades, huh? A long it time. has been since about 1999. Wow. And so you've seen a lot. I have seen a lot of changes from the time we were the Tallahassee Bible Institute meeting at various restaurants around town to having our own headquarters on as the Center for Biblical Studies on uh, in our downtown town location there on Brevard. We moved to uh, the the. Well, the northwest side of town, I guess it was, when we were uh, out off of Capitol Circle. And uh, now we're at off of Hermitage in a facility. We just, the Lord has continued to move us up in in mm. in, in, in every way. And I love your Hermitage uh, facility. That's yes. my, I used to, I've used Hermitage hundreds of times because yes. it's my favorite shortcut between. Uh. <laughs> Between Thomasville Road and uh, Capitol Circle, you know, so, yes. and it's also a very pleasant drive. I it love is that a kind of parkway curvy, feeling as you yes. go to it. But great location, very convenient to I twenty and Thomasville mm-hmm. Road and Capitol Circle. Um, and I know a lot of the courses for this term have already started, and I'm sure you folks on the board and and uh, Joanne as the president are. Uh, we're looking toward uh, January. We are, and I believe that the date is January 8th, but early January, our, our, our winter semester will start, and I would encourage all of the listening audience to go on our website, tcctc.org, uh, visit us there, find out about us, uh, that you can... As, as you said earlier, that we offer a smorgasbord in which you can take as little or as much as you'd like to help um, you all in, in your ministry, whether you are a church leader, Sunday school teacher, praise and worship leader. We have, we have something for everyone. Um, and uh, those courses and seminars will, of course, start in January. I believe at this point we are in mid-semester so that it's it's too late to enroll in our fall semester, but there may be some seminars that are yet to be held. We have Saturday seminars, half day and all day, and all day that cover a, a, a number of issues, walking through the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, etc. Um, but there's just always a way for you to improve on your knowledge of the Bible and to, to just give you that confidence you need to, to be a better witness. We had uh, David Hull on, and he was telling oh, us that he's got uh, one coming yeah. up uh, on the church yes. in the New Testament. And, um, you know, as uh, somebody said, if all else fails, read the directions. You and- know? <laughs> So he he really wants to take us back to uh, the New Testament in terms of uh, what the church 
you know, should look like. Indeed. And um, I think that would be an the excellent market. one to sign up for. And that is uh, coming up and still available this term. January seems so far off. But you know what? It is not uh, too early for a, a listener to make uh, what the Bible calls a great resolution of heart. Um, and that just means, you know, I'm willing to carve out some time in my schedule and go ahead and look at the schedule um, because there, there are classes during the day, during the evening, uh, on Saturdays. Look at your schedule, yes. and there's probably going to be a, a class you can sign up for that matches your availability. Indeed, because there they are half day classes, half day seminars on Saturday uh, that you can take, and you can take classes from anywhere from uh, five weeks to ten weeks, depending on what the course offers. But it's not a it's it, it's as as much or as little as you would like. We can design a program for whatever your needs are. Mm-hmm. And I know also, uh, in, in addition to the time flexibility and the f- flexibility, Emily, regarding the topics, that the uh, our brothers and sisters over there are uh, very flexible in terms of the finances because uh, there is a, a modest tuition depending on what type of seminar or course or class it is. Um, but very much affordable, and I think anyone who calls you will find that that we are yeah. uh, not in competition with any of the other um, institutions or seminaries uh, in the area. We want you to study if you want to study, and we'll we'll figure out a way to help you do that. Uh, for those out in the audience also who who are able to assist others in studying, we have that opportunity, and we are a five hundred one c three corporation, so we do accept contributions and we do uh, train uh, ministers and missions workers and we have them now all over the world Mm. well you know we haven't touched on that but i'm glad you you're you're nudging us a little bit because uh, um, I i think the the leadership at tcc tc is very careful to keep the mission out front but it does uh, take uh, resources to uh, operate and uh, keep things moving along and we're kind of moving into the part of the year where many americans start to think about uh their their charitable giving yes maybe they're a little behind or maybe the lord has blessed uh, their business this year and they realize "Hmm, if i don't do something i'm going to pay more taxes than i maybe would want to pay and uh, of course in our our wonderful country, uh, you can give um, to uh, appropriate charity. And as you said, TCCTC is a 501c3 because so it is a very uh, appropriately recognized by the government as a charitable entity. Yes. And depending on one's tax bracket, um, you know, you give, uh, say, a, for every dollar you give, uh, a dollar and a quarter um, gets to go to work for you because just of the the, the tax deduction, depending on your tax bracket, you'll be able to save 10, 20, maybe some cases 30% on your taxes based on what you gave. Indeed. Um, and there you have a, an eternal return on your investment. Yes, you're making an investment. Yeah. And when you say that there are people's lives who've been changed, 
and that there are people serving in other parts of the world, that sounds like a good investment Indeed. to me. Because mm-hmm. when somebody else uh, is fruitful in the Lord's work, that uh, fruit can be traced back by the Lord himself to those that made it possible. Yes. Whether it was the teacher or a contributor. so Partners. I, I understand right now there is uh, a donor uh, who will uh, match your contribution and uh, make it possible for you to get a really good return on your investment. So yes. a person listening, uh, they can give $10,000. The college would get twenty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. That's maybe that idea was stolen from Publix. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it sounds to me like a good incentive to uh, really consider taking care of uh, a local um, local institution, a local group, a local team that is uh, making a difference. And, and you really will get a return on your investment, mm-hmm. one that you will see now. And as I love to think about when we all get to heaven, you will have that eternal return of your jewels in your crown. Well, one um, financial um, opportunity that a lot of folks may not know about that was passed a couple of years ago in the uh, uh, tax uh, revision bill that uh, happened in Washington but the so-called baby boomers, the folks that uh, um, uh, the Lord has blessed and they have uh, income. And if you take it out of your IRA, um, you have to recognize that as taxable income. When you get 70 and a half, the government's going to start making you take money out of your IRA. That is taxable income. But there's a very nice provision in that tax bill that's called a QCD, I think is the lingo that the IRS and the accountants use. That stands for a Qualified Charitable Distribution. And what that means is that you can direct a contribution to an approved charity like TCCTC, and if the contribution from your IRA goes directly, and that's a very key word, you don't want it to touch your hands. If it goes directly to the charity, that distribution from your IRA is not a taxable event to you. So uh, if you've been blessed this year with income and um, you've got tax challenges and you don't want to uh, increase your tax liability by having uh, income or you're being forced by your friends in Washington to take a distribution from your IRA because of your reaching the age of 70 and a half, check into that. I'm going to repeat it just again. You can Google it, of course, and or ask your tax advisor. But it is a wonderful way to, um, to do uh, over and uh, above uh, giving. It's called a Qualified Charitable Distribution, a QCD. And that allows you, again, to direct your... Uh, IRA uh, custodian, your IRA trustee, to send money from your IRA to the charity and it not be a a taxable uh, event, not be taxable income to you. Well, here I am 
Emily, uh, you're the lawyer. How am I doing? I'm not a tax lawyer, but I <laughs> love the idea of, of the QCD because we I do know the people who are in that bracket and age group as as we all get to our to those wonderful years. Um, and and if you have that opportunity and have that available to you, what a beautiful way to make a difference in the lives of, of students who want to study God's word. Great. Well, I'm going to give uh, some. Uh, you you check me out here and make sure I do a good job. But uh, I'm going to give some information on TCCTC as a um, a good place to pray about and consider as a, a, a source for some of your year end charitable giving. You can give uh, the folks over there a call. People like uh, Jackie are a specialist in the financial uh, area and can uh, illustrate for you some of the uh, types of students that have already benefited from uh, people like you supplementing their uh, tuition costs and being able to go to uh, school with without possibly the ability to afford it. The phone number there is 513-1000. 513-1000. And the website is tcctc.org tcctc.org and uh, Emily I th- also think that um, it'd be nice for folks to just stop by for a visit oh yes please do it's at um, 1717 Hermitage Boulevard please stop by and, and visit us we're easy to find and if you have an opportunity to uh, sit in on a class, that's that is permissible. Uh, if you want to get a flavor of what it's going, what is going on there, uh, but we also love to have uh, members of the community to come who want to serve the Lord and volunteer to um, shelf books or assist with classes or oversee um, um, the admissions to a class just to to serve in in kind ways hmm. in, as as they possibly can as well and you also have I think a tremendous library that's available to the public we have the largest theological library in the southeast and available uh, to the public and it is available to the public you can come and use it during office hours um, Monday through Thursday 8.30 to 5 Monday through Thursday Monday through Thursday and just to help you uh, kind of identify how to find it when you're on Hermitage uh, there's several beautiful uh, large office buildings but you probably the first time need to get your GPS or your waves or whatever system you're using to get you to 1717 because it's not visible from the uh, main part of the parkway there. It's actually behind some of those larger buildings, and it'll take you uh, right to the front door if you've got it programmed for 1717 uh, Hermitage. Um, I would strongly encourage you to uh, consider this coming um, year that, uh, Lord, what, what's a night in my schedule that I could give for you to grow me as a believer? Um, uh, or if you have control over your daytime hours, uh, you could probably match something there to uh, the day of the week that you're most available. And as Emily has said, uh, Saturdays as well. And Emily, I didn't know about the volunteer Mm-hmm. Uh, opportunities there. So we yeah. have had some students who have come and volunteered, and that's how they have paid their tuition. 
is in providing in-kind services. Really? So it's yes, sort of a work, we, work it's, your way it's through, a work right? study. It can, you can, we can do work study if that if we have the need to to provide that. Hmm. Yes. Um, I want to mention also that uh, the study Bible. That's one I really enjoy very much in my own time that uh, I shared with uh, Emily here. You can have a copy if you would like. Um, it makes a tremendous difference in my own personal life. It's called the recovery version. If you just like to uh, kind of stroll through it, uh, read some of your favorite passages, you can do that online at no charge by going to recoveryversion.org, recoveryversion.org, and just uh, pick uh, where you'd like to uh, read. If you would like your own copy uh, with the outlines of each book of the Bible, with um, the footnotes that uh, help me so much understand uh, different um, aspects of that verse, somebody has already paid for your copy. Somebody's already paid for for the postage. And uh, just like the verse I read from um, Deuteronomy, you just got to choose. <laughs> you just got to make the choice. And uh, it'll be in time for you to uh, start a new Bible reading program. In fact, I think the folks will also send you a schedule where you can set up your own uh, Bible reading plan. And as Emily mentioned earlier, this is one, uh, this is maybe the primary way that God speaks to us, communicates with us, and he's preserved his word all the way through the centuries, um, and we have it today. Um, we, can open, we can read it freely without uh, persecution. What a blessing. So many countries in the world, even today in this modern time, you cannot have a Bible at least and the, with the if authorities knowing about it. Indeed. So we what are a privilege. So we are, we pri- are so blessed. We are so And uh, with somebody willing to send you a free copy, I don't know what else we can do unless we bring it to your door. And, but, you know, the Postal Service will we'll do that, do that. <laughs> for, better than we can probably. So uh, take us up on that. If you'd like a free copy of the Recovery Version uh, New Testament, Go to uh, BFA, that's short for Bibles for America, bfa.org, uh, uh, and they will send you one. We've also mentioned a couple times uh, during the week about uh, using our homes more for the Lord's interest, for our personal growth, for uh, um, the flow of life in the body of Christ. And I want to give you a phone number if you would like to uh, meet some Christians in your part of town. Uh, either invite them to your home or you come to their home, whatever you're comfortable with. Just leave your name and phone number at uh, 692-9558. That's 692-9558. And uh, some other brothers and sisters in Christ will try to uh, match you up with uh, whatever works for you or meet at a coffee shop and uh, share like Emily and I have been sharing today. It's so good to follow one another's journey in Christ and to uh, learn from one another in fellowship. If you're more comfortable sending an email, it's ChristianConnectTallahassee at gmail.com. ChristianConnectTallahassee at gmail.com. This is Lowell Jackson. We call this fellowship. Our thanks to Doug Apple. Joy of-